0: Hey guys, welcome to the Upper Room Podcast. What you're about to listen to is a beautiful message by Bob Sorge. He's going to share some secrets of the secret place. So pay attention, have a notebook and a pen and your Bible, and enjoy. Love you. I feel so honored to be here with the Upper Room family. My first time to visit and to be a part of the family this week. this morning, and I'm having a blast tonight, (laughs) and I'm with friends, and thank you so much for this beautiful privilege, had the joy of being at CFNI this week, anybody? I see see Wayne and Jose, and a few of my friends here at the meeting, so it's great to uh, have you with us, and. a word of explanation I suffered an injury to my voice 30 years ago left my voice very small painful to use and I depend upon the microphone a ton I'll take more in the ears if you've got it please so I'm waiting on the Lord for his His word, through His prophets, through the Holy Spirit, and I'm just going to remind you that I know you're good to your Word, and I'm never going to let it go until you fulfill your promise in my life, and I'm okay with it happening tonight at Upper Room. Whatever you got, send it and I can back it off. Thank you. So, when the voice shut down, the writing opened up. I never planned it, but basically took my journal and turned it into books. And uh, I'm going to apologize, there's not enough books out there for y'all. So, uh, they're available online and uh, Audible and Kindle, etc. So, If you can't find it here, just... uh why I'm doing this. So why would you get to the other side of the barrier reef and then stop? Why not enjoy it for three more days? A 10-day water fast. Just schedule it into your calendar if you're a disciple of Jesus. (laughs) So I'm on my my annual fast and it's day six. Now I went into this thing, I was so stuck. I don't even want to tell you how stuck I was. Day six, I woke up early in the morning, download. And the Lord gave me, for me at least, it might be for somebody else here as well, the Lord gave me a verse for 2022. It's out of 2 Timothy 2 22. Now, if you have trouble remembering that, you know, I'm like, I like how the Lord sometimes just gives you numbers to make it poetic so that we can remember to Timothy 2, 22, just say to your neighbor, even I can remember that. (laughs) And the, here comes the word for 2022, are you ready? Pursue faith. There it is. This is a year to pursue faith in a global pandemic of anxiety. I can't think of a sweeter time than to pursue faith. So I asked if they could get it all onto one screen, maybe they managed it, seven ways to pursue faith so that you can take a pick with your camera. Number one, draw closer to Jesus because he is the source of all faith. Number two, word immersion because he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you ask whatever you want and it's done for you. Number three, be filled with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit and faith have sweet relationship number 4 fasting and prayer number 5 glean from faith heroes i'd love to read from the writings of guys like Smith Wicklesworth, and John G. Lake and heroes of faith. Number six, exercise the faith you have because there's a principle in the Word of God. If you use what you got, He'll give you more. And then number seven, pursue with other believers. That's what Second Timothy 2 verse 22 says. Do this with other believers. So I am want to just encourage some folks here. You got a Bible study group, you've got a discipleship group, get your group together and say, we're going to pursue faith together. I'm going to talk about one way to pursue faith. I'm going to talk tonight about the secret place. And uh, uh, Pastor Michael, do you have this book? Would you give this right now to whoever you want to? Whoever you want to give it to. Jesus told us that whenever the seed of the word is given, there are always demons waiting to steal the seed from our hearts. He's telling us that every time the word of God is preached, there is spiritual warfare happening in the room. So let's just go ahead and pray right now. Lord Jesus, we ask that as the word of God goes forth, that you would steal every demonic force that wants to steal the seed of the word, and Lord, I'm putting a jealous zone around my heart tonight, that every seed that comes my way, I'm going to take it into my heart, and may it find fruitful soil in the heart, in, the, in my heart, I pray, in Jesus' name, Amen. scripture is Psalm 119 verse 92. Unless your law had been my delight I would then have perished in my affliction. This verse describes my life. Joe, when this happened to my voice, I almost lost my icebergs there's a whole lot more going on under the surface than people see nobody knows what you have going on with Jesus but he's gonna own you one day and declare what you have cultivated. It's personal. A secret place with Jesus. Your secret place is going to look different than my secret place. It's going to be different than anybody else's. Because of your unique personality, how God has put you together, he's going to find a cadence of walking with you that is unique from anybody else. It's very personal. And it's violent. Because if you're going to have a secret place relationship with Jesus in 20 2022, you have got to get violent. I'm talking about holy spiritual violence that will wrestle our calendar down and do what we have to do to get in the secret place with Jesus and hear the remas of his mouth. My son, Joel, I, by the way, I've got three kids, Joel, Katie, Michael, my son, Joel, my firstborn, he's the one that's produced all my film content on my YouTube channel. You wanna to go to YouTube and check out, get, watch the baseball film, it's really good. So my son, Joel, he's looking for a home church, and he goes, Dad, what should I look for in a home church? And I said, Look for a church that produces spiritual hunger in its flock. How do you produce spiritual hunger in a flock? The answer is a little counterintuitive you feed them. Sheep that are well fed get healthy. Healthy sheep get hungry. 122. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. The psalmist is referring to the feasts. Three times a year, the Jews would make Pilgrimage to Jerusalem for the feasts. And the psalmist goes like this He goes, When it was time for the feast, I didn't just high five my neighbor and go, Bro, have a great trip. And when you get to Jerusalem, would you kiss the soil for me? And here's 20 bucks, man, stop at McDonald's and have lunch on me. The psalmist goes, I wrestled my calendar down, I gathered my family, and we made that long trip to Jerusalem. And when it was time for the feast, my feet were in the gates of Jerusalem. I go to the house of God to make us. Statement. I want the dust on the floor to get on my, sho- on my shoes as a witness, and I want the dust on my shoes to be left on the floor as a witness. When your people were gathered in your house, the house you have zeal for, the zeal, the zeal that eats you up. When your people gathered in your house to lift up your name, to take on principalities and powers, and to be become a light and witness in a community. My feet were in the house. I go to make a statement before God. Some of your zeal for your house is also in my heart. Having said that, I don't go to church to get fed. Sunday morning is not my feeding ground. When I'm hungry, I've got a source in God seven days a week sitting at his feet, hearing the words of his mouth. Actually, I kind of feel sorry for Christians that go to church to get fed. You poor starving thing. <laughs> Rack of bones. Dragging your carcass into the building. Spiritual oxygen tank on your back. Hoping tie. Heaven, that something will come from the pulpit to feed you for one more week. You poor, starving, skinny, scrawny scarecrow Christian. I'm I'm, I'm feeling a little bit loose tonight. Listen, Jesus didn't die for you to live off one meal a week. Oh. Jesus died to give us a living, vibrant, abundant, rich, sitting at his feet, hearing the ramus of his mouth, and strengthened and encouraged every day in the secret place. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever gone to church and then had to labor to try to get fed? Do you remember that time you were in church and like the sermon was just missing you by a mile and you're like walking at it like lord i'm really trying to get fed right now and this one is just not even coming close do you remember the time that happened But when you get a rhema in the secret place, it comes with your name on it. It nails you. It feeds you. It sustains you. It puts light in your eyes. Your cheeks flush. Your your heart comes alive. And you're like... I can live for another 40 days in my wilderness. I would like to talk tonight about the secret place. This is better than a podcast. It's better than a book. It's better than a conference. It's better than a sermon. Nothing better, Bill, great to see you. Nothing better than sitting at the feet of Jesus and hearing the words of his mouth. Nothing better. Now, I've used a word a couple times tonight that I want to just explain what I'm thinking so that everybody is on the same page together. I've used the word Rhema. Let me explain. Somebody give me a Bible. I've got a iPad I need a paper Bible. Yeah, thank you. Perfect. Your New Testament was written initially in the Greek language. In the Greek language, there are two words that we translate identically into English. And by the way, Joel, it's the same for Spanish, two Greek words. Translated identically into Spanish and Portuguese and most languages. The Greek word logos, we translate it word. The Greek word rhema, we translate it word. And when you're in your English or Spanish Bible and you come across word, you can't tell. the English what the original word was. For example, you're in the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the word. That was logos. And then when you're in Matthew 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. of his mouth. Come on, Bob. Come on. on the screen If you know what I'm saying, you've experienced this probably. You're in your secret place. You're in the Word. You're meditating. You're praying. You're talking to Jesus. And it happens. Ephesians 1.17, the spirit of revelation comes on you, and you are like, oh, my God. Goodness, I've never seen this verse. I've only read it 200 times. I've just never seen it. And now, under revelation, rain touching your heart, you are like, Beloved, this is better than Starbucks. You are like, you are so jazzed. You're like, whoa that's my answer i've been asking god for 10 years i just god my answer you are so stoked you call your friend up and you're like i just got the best rhema i've gotten in 10 years and your friend is like tell me you share your rhema with your friend and she goes praise god you, you just want to slap her you feel like what kind of a dull hearted sluggish backslidden Laodicean age Christian are you I just gave you the best grandma I've gotten in 10 years well remember you got Rama, she got locals. I know how to get a Rhema. And it's a secret. Okay, I'll tell you my secret. So I'm going to share some secrets tonight, but I'm just saying I paid a price for some of these secrets and you better be a little bit appreciative because I'm just going to serve them on a silver platter. I have to pay a price to excavate some like you've never seen before, your love will ignite, your faith will principle. Revelation is going to come upon you. You're going to see something about Jesus like you've never seen in all your life. Your heart will ignite, your eyes will light up, your cheeks will flush, and you will live because of the Ramus of his mouth. Here comes another secret. you spend in the Logos. The better your chances. And there might be somebody in the room tonight that's going, Bob, your secret place must be awesome. Actually, no. it's mostly dull mostly boring and mostly sewing but i know a secret that if i'll just keep on sewing every day at his feet every day in the low coast, every day in the sacred place if i'll just keep sowing. one of these days it's gonna happen again the spirit of revelation is gonna come upon me i'm gonna see something in his word he's gonna give me the kisses of his mouth The song of solomon one verse two i think that's what the verse is talking about where he kisses us with the kisses of his word in the secret place this is where we come alive because we live by the remus of his mouth. Once you have tasted Rhema, once you've experienced what this preacher's talking about, you become a Rhema junkie. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's it. You're gone. It's over. Now, you've got to get another. (laughs) And I don't care what I have to do now to get another one of those. Because I know if I, I just, I'll live if I can get another one of those. I don't care if I have to sew for three days. I don't care if I have to sew for three weeks. staring at me right now. And I'm like, they don't have their Bibles. And I realize we don't know what we've got. The Bride of Christ, and I'm making now a overgeneralization. This is an overgeneralization globally. The Body of Christ needs to be awakened to what we have in this book. Somebody goes, "Well, they're having a prayer meeting at my church. Prayer meeting? I guess I don't need my Bible. Excuse me." 31,103 verses given to you from heaven to ignite your prayer life. And you didn't take it to the prayer meeting. I don't mostly read the Bible. I mostly pray the Bible. Now, here's what my secret place looks like, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm about to show you literally what my secret place looks like. It looks like this. Read the verse. 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 This verse. I want to talk to you about this verse. When I'm in the scriptures, I'm always looking for conversation starters. And I'll sometimes I'll read quite a while until now That's the verse I'm going to talk to you about right now. And now I have a conversation with God. Because I'm using the the word of... I'm using his words to inform our conversation. When you're praying the word of God, it puts hot spa into your prayer life. And you never run out of stuff to talk about. 31,103 verses. Now, there's some verses you don't wanna pray. Like, don't pray the verse that goes, so-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so. Don't pray that verse. But there are so many verses that are waiting for us to engage in conversation with Jesus. Go to a prayer meeting without this? It's unthinkable to me. Somebody goes, well, they're having a night of worship at my church. Worship night. I guess I don't need my Bible. Excuse me thirty one thousand one hundred and three verses to set your heart on fire in worship and you went to a worship service without this sweetheart i call this the worshiper's friend when i'm in a worship service and they've got the lyric on the screen and i'm going They're singing Ephesians 3 right now. I was just in Ephesians 3, and now I get the scripture. It intersects with the lyric, and it sets my heart on fire. When you're awakened to the Word of God, you will never be caught in a worship service without this baby. Somebody goes, well, my pastor now puts all his verses on the screens when he preaches on Sunday morning, and I guess I don't need to bring my Bible to church anymore. Excuse me. 31,103 verses to set your heart on fire, and you came to the house without it, And I realized we don't know what we've got. And I realized the body of Christ, bride of Christ, overgeneralization, the bride of Christ needs to be awakened to what we have in this book. And I invite you to pray. When John baptized Jesus in water, the scripture says that the dove of the Spirit came and rested on Jesus. It's the most important word in the whole Bible. When I got this rhema, I'm telling you, it set my heart on fire, my eyes lit up. I saw the most important word in the whole Bible. I am about to share with you the most important word in the whole Bible. And I really don't care if you agree. Because when you get a rhema at the feet of Jesus, something that, keeps you alive in the darkness of your pit you're not that moved by people's opinions on it you might like it you might not like it you might agree you might disagree doesn't really move me that much this one kept me alive in a 40-day wilderness and so think whatever you want about it doesn't really move me I got this one from heaven so I don't really care what you think I am about to tell you the most important word in the whole Bible here who has ears to hear, let him hear. How many times did he say it? In his blockbuster parable of the sower, this one heard the word this way, this one heard the word this way, this one heard the word this way, this one heard the word, this way, this heard the word with a good heart and produced a harvest. The whole thing came down to hearing the voice came from heaven, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased, hear him. Somebody goes, well, actually, I don't agree with that, I think the most important word in the Bible is love, okay, there is a verse that goes, Hear, O Israel, you shall love the Lord your God. Somebody goes, well, I don't actually agree with that. I think the most important word in the Bible is faith. Okay? Uh, There is a verse that goes, faith comes by faith. when you hear now you can repent when you hear now you can obey when you hear, now you can believe when you hear now you know what decision to make when you hear now you know if you should date the girl when you hear now you know if you should go to that school One word from the mouth of God. In case you haven't noticed, Joe, nothing happened. use paper or electronic but go ahead and find it it's just that good and I'm gonna ask them to leave it on the screen for uh, for several minutes because I'm gonna work this verse for a while Therefore, take heed how you hear, for whoever has to him more will be given. The the part of the verse I want you to notice is the word how. Take heed how you hear, because if you hear in such a way that you're like, okay, I'm going to take that. I'm going to layer that. I'm going to take it into my heart. I'm going to live it. I'm going to pray it. I'm going to practice it. I'm going to do it. I'm I'm, going to make it a part of my DNA. If you hear it like that, Jesus goes, he'll give you more. This principle has transformed my secret life in God. The principle is this. If you want more, you must be a good steward of what he's already given you. That's the principle. If you hear this one well, he'll give you another. And the reason that's so important to me is because I want more. I may possibly be the greediest guy in the room tonight. I want more Rima. I am discerning a little bit of competition. I'm up some competition in the room tonight, but I'm greedy for more, and I've learned a secret. If I'm going to get more, I must be a good steward of what he's already given me. He's like, I gave you a rhema five years ago. Come back five years later. It's fallen off your radar. It's no longer on your screen. It's mostly dusty. You've mostly forgotten it. You're not really cherishing it and really living it anymore. If that's how you valued the last rhema he gave you, why should he give you another? If You want Jesus to give you a rhema, you must prove that the last one he gave you was so important to you, so precious to you, so valuable to you, that you did everything in your power to lay hold of that, pull it into your heart, remember it, live it, do it, believe it, pray it, make it a part of your DNA and he goes, if you hear it like that I'll give you more. I find an illustration for Luke 8 18 in football. Would you mind handing me that football? Thank you, Tom. I come to you from Kansas City, where right now the Chiefs are crushing the Bills. Actually, I don't know what the score is. I'm just by faith, just by faith. I'm, I'm like. I'm confident that Patrick Mahomes is crushing it right now. Okay, for some of the sisters in the room, Patrick Mahomes is the hero of the Kansas City Chiefs who are going to the Super Bowl this year. Patrick Mahomes throws the ball. The receiver drops it. And Mahomes goes, let's give the guy another shot. Throws the receiver another ball. And the receiver drops the ball. And Mahomes is like, bro. a <laughs> uh, Third time's a charm. Here we go. One more chance. And he throws the ball the Time to the receiver, and the receiver drops it. If I big these boys are a buff they run hard they are all of them headed for me I am about to get hit I don't know which boy's gonna hit me first I don't know what direction he's gonna come from and I don't know where on my body I'm gonna take the hit first here here or here all I know is I am chiefs. I just know it. <clears throat> this principle has become so important to me that I have developed in my life my own quirky system quirky system, not because I want you to imitate it. I just wanted to inspire you for you to find your way of catching footballs from the Holy Spirit. So here's my way of catching footballs from the Holy Spirit. And to understand my way, I just need to explain something about me. I have a horrible memory. I don't know what's wrong. I think I missed the line on the day they were giving out memories because I have a sieve up here. It's just like, it's data in, data out. I may have a The worst memory in the house tonight. There's probably somebody thinking, I can compete for that distinction. But I've just got this horrible memory. If I'm going to hold on to a football that the Holy Spirit gives me, I have to write it down. If I don't write it down, I know you're better than this, but if I don't write it down... it's gone. The only way that this feeble excuse up here can hold on to any rhema that God gives me, I have to write it down. So when I'm in a prayer meeting, I always have three things with me. Did I say always? I have a Bible, I have a notepad, and I have a pen. You will not find me in a prayer meeting without a Bible, a notepad, and a pen. And you're like, Bob... What is the deal? I'll tell you by deal. When I'm in a prayer meeting and I'm praying the word because that's just what I do in prayer meetings, I pray the word. When I'm in a prayer meeting and I'm praying the word, I get some of my best footballs in prayer meetings. If the Holy Spirit throws me a football in a prayer meeting, this boy is gonna catch that ball, write that sweet harp down. I go home from the prayer meeting straight to my laptop, tap it into my journal, and then review my journal. Because if I just put it in my journal and then don't review it, Joel, gone. The only way that I can steward a football from the Holy Spirit, I've got to write it down, put it in my journal, and then review. When I'm in a meeting such as we are in right now, where the Word of God is being proclaimed in some form, some fashion, taught, preached, whatever, I always have three things with me. Did I say always? I have a Bible, I have a notepad, and I have a pen. You will not find me in a context such as this without a Bible and notepad and a pen. And you're like, Bob, what's the deal i'll tell you the deal god forbid that i be in a context where the word of god is being taught or proclaimed and in the middle of the teaching the holy spirit interrupts the teacher and throws me a football if i get a football from the holy spirit in the middle of a meeting like this I am gonna catch that bull, write that baby down on my notepad. I go home from the meeting straight to my laptop, tap it into my journal, copy paste it into my topical library, and then I review my journal. When I'm in the secret place, I always have three things with me. Did I say always? Maybe you even know what they are. And Marcus is over here going, Bob, you are OCD on this one. Yes, I am, my friend. On this one, I am OCD. God forbid that I be in the secret place talking to Jesus from his word, meditating on his word at his feet. He throws a football my direction and I have no way to catch that football. I am going to catch that football. Write it down. Go straight into my journal and then review. And it's all because I want more. May a holy hunger capture your heart. May he addict you to the words of his mouth. May you have an insatiable appetite for the words of his mouth. And may you never drop the ball. My last verse, and we're finished. Proverbs 26, verse 20. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out. It's, there it is. Where there is not wood, the fire goes out. Has anybody here ever done a campfire? Yes. My brother, you've done a campfire. Let me ask you a question. Is that campfire still going? He stopped putting wood on the campfire. If you want the flame of your heart to stay alive, you've got to keep putting wood on the altar of your heart. The wood is the word. your heart starts to cool off. Dr. Bob has a cure for you. Go get some wood. Get into the secret place and put some logos on the altar of your heart. This is where we come alive. This is how we live, by sitting at his feet, hearing his words. The wise gather wood every day. The message is finished. I would like to have an opportunity now for us. I'm going to pray for us in just a moment. I would like to have an opportunity for those that desire this to receive the anointing of oil tonight. Would it be okay with you through the anointing of oil if the Holy Spirit was to come on you and anoint you for your secret place relationship with God? Would that be okay with you? I believe. Now here's why we anoint with oil. In the scriptures we're actually told to anoint with oil because the oil represents the ministry of the Holy Spirit and we believe by faith that when we receive the anointing of oil in the name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit himself enters into the transaction and there comes an increase of love life and of grace and power Power and strength and impartation through the Holy Spirit. It's not that the oil itself it's, is magical. It's that your faith response connects with the Holy Spirit. He responds to your faith and meets you because by faith you have received more of the Holy Spirit. So for those that desire this ministry what we're going to do I I haven't really had a chance to talk to you Michael so I'll just talk to you right now if we can have as many leaders up here as as we can physically make possible and I would like our leaders to get oil in their hands and and get some oil you know what I'm saying let's like let's get it drippy we want to annoy you. Now here's what here's what we're gonna do is when somebody, when when one of our prayer stations opens up, then somebody else can come and fill it. Let's not throng here too much all at once, but let's take our turn. There will be a turn for you when an, when a prayer station opens up. We're gonna have some people all along the front here and we have an altar team. You just have to If you're on the altar team, would you come up? Altar team, team, come on up. And uh, yeah, so some sisters, some brothers, we're just gonna spread. We're gonna spread across the front here. Well, maybe if we get about 20 or so of us that are uh, gonna be along the front, let's get about 20 people. And and the worship ministry, they're going to help and support us. So, Bo and the team, they're going to be ready to uh, give us some language to express our response to the Lord. We want more. But as they're getting ready, they're getting oil in their hands. As they're getting ready, I want to pray for you. I invite you to stand. And let me bless you in prayer. If you want to receive a blessing, you're welcome to open your hands before the Lord now. Heavenly Father, I'm asking for a blessing upon my friends tonight. An anointing for the secret place. May it be, Lord, that you would help us to sow every day sowing in the secret place, sowing to the logos every day. I'm asking for grace, for holy violence to carve out the time to spend at your feet every day. I'm asking, Lord Jesus, that you would addict us to the rhemas of your mouth. Jesus, make us rhema junk Keys, I pray, give us the rhymes of your mouth. Addict us to your words, I pray, and awaken us to what we have in the word of God. Awaken me with your I'm asking, Lord Jesus. Lord, I'm asking that when I have the word in front of me, dove of heaven, would you come and rest upon the word. I'm asking, Lord Jesus, that there would be grace to hear give me mickey mouse ears i want to hear your voice i want to hear you in the word i want to hear what you have to say and what i'm asking you make me a faithful steward of your word that I might steward every rhema that you give me. Help me to never drop the ball, but to catch every rhema that you throw my direction. May I be a faithful steward so that you might consider me worthy of more. Because I want more, Jesus. I want more of who you are. I want more of your love. I want more of your spirit. I want more faith in 2022. I'm going to pursue faith in 2022. And I'm coming after your word because I want more faith. Grant it, Lord Jesus, by your grace. And now I'm asking, Lord, that as we respond now and come and receive anointing with oil, may the fire of God fall in this room. And may there be a fiery impartation of grace. Holy Spirit, come and give us power, strength, might and the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit drip all over you as you receive life and grace and fresh momentum for your secret place. In Jesus' name, amen.